This is Homebuyer Talk Radio with your host, Mark Evinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Homebuyer Talk Radio. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with a real estate expert about areas where the real estate market is actually slowing. Some causes for the slowing that may surprise you and what impact it's having on folks. We're also going to talk with a plumbing expert about what damage is caused by dumping cooking grease into the sink and what it will cost you to get it fixed. In the studio with us today is Gaspar Sefuentes, the founding broker of San Antonio's Finest Realty. Gaspar, welcome back. Oh, man, it's great to be here. Yeah, I know. I'm excited about talking about this segment. It's something we haven't quite gotten into this area before, so I'm looking forward to the discussion. Yeah. Also in the studio with us today is Tito Pacheco, the owner of the Right Guys Plumbing Service. Tito, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Excited to be here this morning. Yeah, I'm excited you're going to be a regular on the show. You've already done some work at my house, which uh, we'll probably talk about here in a little bit, but um, my water heater is running smoothly. <laughs> Everything. I mean, the educational process that he put me through up there was awesome because... Now it's like if there's if I, if there is a problem, I know exactly what to do. So uh, it was a great service. Quick reminder for our listeners that you can catch video and post, uh, podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. Also on our website is a list of the recurring guests on this show. So if you miss their contact information during the show, you can always go to homebuyertalkradio.com and see a list of them there. The show reaches thousands of listeners each month on KTSA here in the greater San Antonio area. And we did right at 40,000 viewers just here, in here. May, just last month. So that's just yeah. amazing. The show is growing, uh, and I appreciate all the listeners out there. So if you run a small business that services homeowners, buyers, and sellers in the greater San Antonio area, and you want to come on the show and you know talk about your business, give some good information for folks out there, then go to homebuyertalkradio.com, click on the link to apply to be a guest. All right, so first up on the show is Gaspar Sefuentes. So Gaspar... The real estate market, a lot of people are talking about how great the real estate market is, um, you know, that things are growing really, really fast. But we also hear some grumblings out there about things like inventory costs, um, you know, new home construction where people are cutting corners. Tito, we've talked a little bit about how, you know, you know, some of the uh, prof- uh, professions are being it's like they're being expected to cut corners on things, cheap and costs and stuff. So everything's not rosy out there. So what's your take on what's going on here in the San Antonio area? Well, to fully explain that, we really have to go back to the beginning. And this all kind of started with the pandemic. We, we saw how uh, the Fed decided to spur sales uh, by lowering and cutting the interest rates really, really low, historic lows. We got down to the twos, and uh, that was just completely unheard of. But it spurred this purchase, uh, this purchase power and this, uh, this wave of uh, buyer uh, excitement came through the market. That on top of the lockdown, keeping people at home kept them from their normal vacations. It kept them from utilizing money in specific ways like going to the movies, going to dinner, uh, just buying all these extra things that we normally enjoyed on a regular basis, found us stuck at home. And those that were still making money wound up with a whole lot of money sitting at, at home by themselves. With all of that money, now they realized, you know what, I can either do some projects and get some things fixed here around the house, or I can sell this house and I can move into something else. With historic lows, it was the perfect storm. So they, they, they created this momentum in the market initially, and it started. Now, one of the things that went on was obviously on the other end of the spectrum, you have them shutting down mills, like our steel mills and our wood mills, and now the production rate for new homes can't continue to develop. And when you, when you have this imbalance, now you have a shortage. And that shortage starts to drive the market price of homes up because obviously there's scarcity in the market. When you have that scarcity and those market prices start to go up, we also see some of the things that were causing that. And one of those things that was causing that was um, these hedge funds 
were going out and purchasing bulk properties. They would go out and they would buy big lots of properties. They'd, they'd find five or 10 or 15 and they would purchase them all. And when they would purchase them, they would buy them at an accelerated price, 10000 15000 to $30,000 over market value. They would do that so that they wouldn't have any competition. They had lots of money and they could do so, not like the average buyer. So when you see them buying 10, 15, 30 different houses in a specific area, then that drives the market value up to everyone's home because now all of these homes being sold become comparables when you do an appraisal. So now everyone's home value starts to go up, which, which is, is not necessarily thing. actual value, though, right? It's exactly. it's like a surge. It's it's, it's not it's reality. a pseudo value. There you go, okay. pseudo value. And so you have these pseudo values now continuously moving up the chain. So everyone is looking at this and saying, "Hey, I'm making a lot of money on my property," and now you have a normal seller that's out there that says, "You know what? I can make fifty thousand dollars more on my house than what I purchased it for three years ago. I'm going to sell and buy something else. So sure, mm-hmm. they go ahead and they sell, they do make that fifty, but when they go to buy something else, it's fifty thousand yeah. dollars more in the market. Wow. So you really don't get anything, you know, equitably, you know, transferable over there. And what started to happen was you start to outpace the normal median wage of the earner in specific areas. So when you outpace the wage earner, now You've outpaced your average buyer. So what we see now is we've basically peaked at this point. We've peaked at this point, and it's starting to come down. And if you look, I sent you an email with a bunch so of different- So this is good news. This is actually good news. Okay. It's, it's a rough run to get to this point, but we're heading into what I believe is probably the, the beginning of the correction. So we've turned the corner, I believe. We're starting to head back downstream. And when everyone sees these prices dropping- I don't want them to think, oh, this is a horrible thing. All these prices are dropping. You just don't want prices to drop really fast because when these prices drop too fast, that's when you have a crash. But if they come down gradually and everyone adjusts appropriately over the next 12, maybe 18 months, then everyone's going to be looking pretty good because now average Joe buyer can afford to buy a house again. And when you have that median wage earner in an area that can afford to buy that house again, he's no longer renting. You see, because when these other like iBuyers and different programs and hedge funds started buying up all these properties, they didn't buy these properties just to resell them at these inflated prices. They bought them to go out and and turn regular Joe Blow buyer into a renter. Right. And they did. They did that. They effectively did that. Now they're charging these outrageous rental prices. And I saw it in my own rentals that I, I manage. I saw a lot of these rentals that normally would be gone in two or three days of being on the market, they were there for two or three months of being on the market. It was taking a long time to move these. That's because the market got flooded with all of these rentals. And now it's not so many people willing to move or make a change in that respect. And so you have this technically kind of like a, like a high tech type of slumlord that's out there. That's just now waging war on the buyer and making them become a renter. Because they have no choice at this point because right, of the policies the, in place. If, if the your options are limited on, on what you can actually move into and you can't get new construction because of the the huge weight and the, and all of that, then that's a problem. And then uh, this high-tech slumlord thing is an, is an interesting phrase that um, you know I think Tito, Tito can weigh in a little bit too with expectations of when you have these types of guys and they're, they're directing some of the trades – on this is what we're going to pay you. We're not going to pay you fair rate. We're going to pay you less than fair right. rate, but we're going to give you all this work. And now the quality of the work can drop too. So not only do you have less selections when it comes to rentals, but you also have a lower quality home 
Correct. that they're moving into. Yes, and and Tito and I were actually speaking before the the show, and and um, one of the things that we both agreed on and that we saw is that we we've gotten to where like people in services are looking for only the things that they they can't live without. They just can't live without. When before you had uh, this incorporated buyer that would look into things like, okay, this is an upgrade for me in my home. I could actually afford to do this today because the market was fairly stable. I believe we're moving into a point right now where it looks like um, the elections are coming up here in, in the midterms, and it's probably going to swing to the right. That's my personal opinion on it. Um, and when you lock up the government in that type of lame duck situation, you find stability because oh. now no one can do anything. There we go. And it's from that stability that markets can start to recover because it becomes more predictable. Okay, you don't have certain people you know, running back and forth saying, well, I want this and I want that. You have everyone saying, well, no one's going to get anything they want. That makes a predictable market. That's good for small business. Yeah, we want slower change, Correct. right? And we want less oversight from, you know, extreme oversight by government entities that don't necessarily can't, don't really know what's going on on the, on the ground level. Yeah, the, they're the, disconnected. There's a huge yeah. disconnect. They think they know what we want. Uh, because they're listening to a very small minority of people saying, uh, you know, well, well, uh, these are social issues and we need these fixed. And I'm sorry, but those normally run completely opposite of what's good for the for the whole. Mm -hmm. Because if I can provide a, a great service, um, it should not be based upon, you know, the color of my skin or, uh, you know, uh, my sexual preference or any of these other things. These are things that really don't need to be involved in anybody's business. Yes. I should be looked at and judged by the great job that I do. Exactly. And if I do a poor job, then they have the right to go to someone else. And that's just really the way it should work in small business. But we don't get that sometimes. Sometimes you see this plug where it's like, well, um, you have to be a specific color or you have to be a specific race or you have to... Uh, enjoy specific things that agree with my opinions for me to believe in you as a professional. And that's completely ridiculous. You know, it has nothing to do with business uh, and it really needs to be separated and people need to start looking at it more from the perspective of, let me look at the testimonials of this individual and go. how well they do their job. Are they competent in what they do? Can I trust them to get the job done? That's really where it comes down to. Correct. With that's the small market. Business. That's the market. That's the that's market. That's us, you know, and that's what we provide. And if we don't provide that, then yes, we need to make the change. Not, not, and it shouldn't be based off of anything social. You know, it just needs to be based off our professionalism. I'm with you on that. So, Gasper, if, if people want to reach out to you, how do they do that? They can go to our website at www.sanantoniosfinancerealty.com. And I'm hiring. So, if you'd like to fill out an online application, you can go to www.safr.team. Or you can call me direct at 210-332-0161. Awesome. Thanks for that. All right. So when it comes to small business, and I love small businesses, the main reason I put the show together is to really kind of help facilitate uh, the, the voice of small business. But I set this show up with video. So if you guys are listening to the show here in the San Antonio area, make sure you go to homebuyertalkradio.com. Check out the video, uh, the videos that we have there as well. Everything's up on YouTube and all that. Um, but it's cool to watch the show on video. But this is a place where small business can really connect with consumers. And by capturing everything on video, the small business owner now has that option of using the clips from the show in video format, which video is like king on social media. 
uh, but to be able to use them on social media so that we can continue to get that message out there, right? It's that evergreen. It's something that's always talking about whatever we talked about on the show. So, um, but when it comes to Facebook in particular, a lot of small business owners really aren't using it correctly. We think that it's, uh, for example, are, are we even sure? Let me ask you, Tito, do, when it comes to Facebook, what do you think the purpose of, and I know I'm putting you on the spot a little bit That's here. That's good. But, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> My wife you, does all the time anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I still need to beat her. Uh, but so what, what is the purpose of Facebook in your mind from a small business owner's perspective? Well, from, from a small business aspect, I mean, first, number one, it's a great tool to educate about your services and what you're trying to do in the market, especially here in San Antonio. Number two, it it expose you out there and and people will start knowing what who are you as a company what's your real intentions right your personality and your personality your and what you actually can deliver to people and there's a lot of companies out there uh not all, on plumbing also in, in all kind of fields that they got great services great things to 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 give to the customer in the community but they're not exposing that and to help them out and get out of that dark area which people could really need and use so, your help so let me ask you then so do you think it um putting out content that has uh, I, I see this all the time businesses will put content out that gives a tip or something about the plumbing industry but it is not personal to that business at all i mean it's and it's used on probably hundreds of plumbing or electrical or whatever web uh, facebook pages it's very whitewashed information it doesn't really connect the consumer to or the the person on facebook to your business it needs to be authentic that's correct right and, yes, and this is yes. where you know talking about you know having you know your company your truck your pictures on the you know in the picture so that and people in writing a message to those folks um really really helps because you're connecting give us the opportunity to get more personal with with the customer instead of just being just a business type deal it's it's very important to develop a relationship especially if people's going to be doing uh, services and stuff of your home you need to trust them and that's the only way you can do it right and, and gasper when you talk about real estate agents they do a lot of like video walkthroughs and stuff like that with their homes right and in posting those type that type of content or hey i sold a home or new broker or new agent you know just it, that's authentic that the the consumer will connect with not generic stuff that has nothing to do with a business owner's website uh actual business right and this is what i see all the time and it's it's very frustrating but yet when i go to their page i'll see there's no engagement on what's going on and and without a, I don't think there's anybody one person has good engagement and she was on the show a couple of weeks ago but that was the exception everybody else has very very low engagement so what do we do to fix that you just have to throw marketing dollars behind those posts so a lot of people and and gasper tell me if you agree with this a lot of people will think that volume it's about how many posts you put on your facebook page do you agree with that or no no and i it takes me back to that uh, you know the old uh, far side comic book that we used to comics yes. that we used to watch oh, yeah. and and it has the woolly mammoth and he's like over and he's got a he's got an arrow like down by his rib you know and the two cavemen are talking and uh, one caveman says we should write that spot down yeah it, it's targeted is what, what i'm trying to say it's got to be specific it's got to be in one particular area that's done right 100% of the time. That's really what I found when working with you over, over the last couple of months, that when we were able to, when I would go and post something, and it'd be, it'd be great. I'd put something together, beautiful, you know, a great video or something, and I'd put it out there on my own, and I'd get, you know, 100 hits. 
great. I thought I was really, you know, really excited. And then uh, I'd have one put together with you that maybe wasn't as flashy, but it was targeted. And the one that was targeted wound up hitting immediately like 11, 1200 views. And I was like, what in the world? How, how did, you know, how did that happen? Well, it's where you wind up targeting your marketing dollars. And exactly. when you start to look at it, and it doesn't have to cost a lot. It literally does not cost a whole lot of money. Yes. You just got to know, okay, I've got to put a little bit of a target out there on it so that I can direct and give it some vector. That's really what it is. Yeah, so targeting it, but Facebook is pay to play. You have to, and you can see it. You can do a post for you small business owners out there. Just do this test, right? Go and put a post up and then let it run for a month and then do it again. Do the same post, run it again, but put some marketing dollars behind it. And you don't need a whole lot. Just a few dollars a day will do it. Um, and you'll see a huge difference. And people will actually see the content that you're putting up out there, which yeah. that's the whole point of what we're doing. So if you're a small business owner and you want some help with that, because you know there's strategy to it, there's and there's also consistency. And if you guys are busy running your own businesses and you want to hire somebody to take care of that for you, my fee is only $250 a month to manage that. It's very affordable. It's almost ridiculously affordable. And I go above and beyond. I actually help probably more than I should, but uh, I enjoy working with you guys. So I want to make it the very best experience possible. So if you're interested, you can visit krukus.com. That's C-R-U-K-U-S.com. Uh, and... Uh, just give me a call or give me an email and we'll uh, set up a demo where you can, uh, 15 minutes, you'll learn all about it. All right, Tito. Well, welcome back to the show. Thank you. After you, you did a project at my house, uh, super excited about the, the work that you did there. Um, I, it was the cleanest and, and, and most, um, I guess, thorough job that I had seen. And I've had, you're the, the third water heater that we've had installed in the house. And I've, of course, I've, I've seen all the jobs and yours was so clean. And then you took the time and actually went through and said, Hey, Mark, this is the deal here. This is what this is for and all that. And I didn't even have an automatic shutoff up there. And my water heater is above my, uh, above my bedroom. And that's what actually happened with our last one is it actually cracked or leaked or whatever and, uh, caused a little bit of an issue up there. We caught it early, but there's no automatic shutoff, but there is now. So Tito, I appreciate that. So I, I can actually verify you do great work uh, when you. you come out there. So in Today's episode, we're going to talk about um, why people shouldn't be putting grease down the drain. Now, it's it's the easiest way to get rid of the grease, Tito. I'm just going to tell you it's easy <laughs> to do that, and you're telling me I can't. Why? Well, the problem here is uh, misinformation uh, on people and the lack of education also, too, okay? Um, there's ways to prevent these issues um, in many ways, Okay. Now, uh, if you're the kind of person that loves cooking a lot and you don't dispose that properly, well, you're looking for a catastrophe, okay? You shouldn't in any kind of way start pouring that down the drain, especially here in San Antonio with the problem of hard water as well. If you don't have a water softener and you're dealing with that calcified water over time and you put in grease, the combination of both is lethal. Well, right, it makes like rocks or something, it'll, right? It'll make like a hard type of clay oh. and it will start adapting the size of the pipe and what it does is just start clogging around and it starts shutting down completely. There's pipes that being like three quarters of the pipe completely shut down or completely shut down. And uh, that's one of the main problems with so that. Here in San Antonio, we like our bacon, right? And we love our, I love bacon tacos, right? I mean, uh, just put a bacon uh, on everything, right? You know what goes good with bacon? Uh, more bacon. <laughs> <laughs> bacon so, and bacon tacos. Bacon and bacon. <laughs> so and we have hard water here. In San Antonio, and you know, even all the research I did for the show, I, I didn't connect those two like that. 
So that's a very, very good point. So, and of course, you just installed a water softener in my house, but we don't put grease down the drain. But even with a uh, like a garbage disposal, you still shouldn't be putting grease down the drain, right? No, and I remember garbage disposal means disposal, not dispose all. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> it just chews it up into smaller pieces, right? Yeah, so no, cool. you're trying to shred down turkey necks. You know, like, that's not that's not gonna work. Okay, no, um, you that you gotta be careful also too because if you're if you are a second home you know, a owner buying the house, you never know what they did previously to you. So, I mean, you can yes. monitor what you do, but you don't know before what was done, okay? And this uh, previous uh, tenants or owners were throwing mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff, and, and if there you're going to start finding out the hard way later on, okay? So you, you need to have it, you know, I've been in my house 15 years. I need to get it, I'm going to need to call you out to get mm -hmm. it scoped from, but what's cool is you can do it, like, from the kitchen out. Exactly. Right. We don't, don't have to do the whole house. Ex exactly. We don't approve clean out. I'm going to make this statement, okay? There's some people, and especially older homes, that do not have a clean out on their home uh -huh. uh, in the in the actual underneath the lavatory, uh, the, the kitchen sink, which will cause the plumber or whatever company you're getting out there to climb the roof and have to go from the vent up the roof down. And oh. that is very expensive. Not only is it dangerous for the plumber company that is performing, it is, uh, it's, it's very, very makes things a little bit harder. Well, how do you know if you have a clean out? Well, you can actually look behind the kitchen, by the wall outside in your patio, whatever it is, and you should have a clean out. It's a cap. Maybe I would say it anywhere from maybe like a two inch. Uh, and that is accessible to you. You just open it and it's used for you to access that specific line, specific line and to insert a snake if you have issues. But if you don't have that, uh, you're gonna, we're going to have issues trying to access So on my house, there was one, right? I mean, it's right outside the yes, front yes, kitchen correct. window. Okay, so we're not talking about something underneath the sink. We're talking about kind of out front usually. Or there's some there are located right underneath the, the sink as well. So really? you don't have to remove the P-trap and take out the arm and send the snake to there and end up maybe in the vent or somewhere else. But uh, usually this, they use one outside of maybe one underneath your kitchen okay. sink available to you. All right, cool. All right, so grease is bad. It's going to clog up the pipes, mix them with hard water. We've got all that. Um, so before we get into the solving the problem, what would be the alternative to pouring it down the drain? Well, you will have to dispose it properly. I would say get it in a container, whatever you want to do. Uh -huh. Just don't throw it in your yard like that, okay? <laughs> yeah, please, don't do, don't do that. No, that's a good point because people will put hot grease out in their yard. That's not too smart. Yeah, no, no, that's not that, that's not too smart. So we want to put it in a container, let it cool, and throw it out with the regular yeah, trash, properly right? Dispose it, whatever you want to do with it, but don't don't throw it down the drain. And also too. Uh, going back at what you were saying, um, there's people that pour a lot, but also over time, even when you wash your dishes oh, and yeah. that little grease over time accumulation, if you didn't treat it, your water with a softener or whatever is going on in your home, because you can also have pipes when your house is actually shifting or, um, you start losing the gravity fault. These pipes don't work under pressure. They work under fall, okay? And if you turn the pipes are even or causing backfall, this water is going to stay behind constantly. So even though you throw in a little bit of grease, it's going to accumulate over time. Gotcha. So that's why it's very important to scope those lines to understand so, what's going on. Yeah, if you're in San Antonio and you don't have a water softener and you do are putting grease down there, you definitely need to have your, your sink line, your um, kitchen sink line scoped big time. Mm -hmm. All right, so... Um, if somebody calls you out, what is it that you're going to do? Well, I would recommend at that time is you will ask the customer how many times this is happening, okay? Because it could be so many things. It could be like I explained to you. It could be the, the fall on the pipe. It could be that you got roots that you don't know. But at this time also, too, we're not Superman. We cannot see 
on the ground. What's so if they've going got on. a clogged drain, you're going to scope it. What I would like to do first is just uh, see what's the deal, try to drain it out, right. and then try to put a camera down, okay, or try to get it open as much as I can so I can release that water, and then I will scope it. Because it's like if you go to a doctor and you're telling the doctor, hey, well, give me the medication, and the doctor is telling you, but I don't know what you have. We've got to check, yeah. check what's going on it's first. A great analogy. So that's why you need to put a camera because that will tell you what's going on and it will actually save you tons of money because you're having problems all the time and you get plumbers going out there and snaking your line, snaking your line, but it's not correcting the issue because nobody's telling you what you have. And if you have massive accumulation and hardened grease, the, what it's going to do, is the auger is just, just going to give you a poke through the, the grease and give you a little access to that water drain. But the moment you pull that cable out, the grease can start falling back and maybe work for two days, but then you're going to be calling back and probably you're going to be upset. And so in, how do you fix the problem then? What do you, well, you the only you first, you need to be proactive. Like I said, first, you don't need to sure. be pouring grease. Number two, uh, you, there's a, products that you could buy that is to clean the lines they're pvc approved okay okay and uh be proactive so start cleaning your drains with that at least once a month but if it gets to the point that is getting that kind of way the only way to remove that grease is what we call hydrojetting service okay the hydrojetting service is uh we'll put uh a hose down that drain 20 feet 30 feet how long it is and it has special heads that are designed to treat that problem per se, the way that, that it needs to be treated. Right. And it goes with some PSI pressure, which you start adjusting and camera at the same time to make sure that you eliminate all that. All right, so let's talk about cost real quick because we're at the end of the show. So what does it cost for you to come out and do a, a scope inspection? Well, right now, we line? got we what we got in a special right now is $89 with an approved clean-out, okay? That's not the entire right. home. I want to make that specific, yeah. okay? It's going to be for that kitchen drain. We'll, we'll take it. We will actually scope it, and we will actually show you. We like interactions with our customer. We want the customer to see the problem. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I can vouch for that. And we can give them a show as well that what's going on at that pipe. Okay, and then um, if they need to hydrojet it, that that'll be that cost will vary depending on what's going It'll on. It all depends on 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 the other location, how how hard would be the grease, what we need to do. Gotcha. And uh, but there will be informal of all that at that all time. Right, awesome. All right, Tito, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? They can call me at 210-744-4397 or they can uh, visit our website at com or check out the the beautiful Facebook page that Mr. Mark has done for me. <laughs> you guys need to try Mark. It's absolutely marvelous work that he does. I enjoy it. I really do. So I appreciate that, Tito. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. Uh, make sure you visit HomeBuyerTalkRadio.com to check out all the latest podcasts and video versions of the show. And, uh, gentlemen, great job today. Yeah. Uh, fun, man. You have a great week. <laughs> see you on the next one. Thank you. All right.